1: Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes Podcast, brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters and Craig Morgan. PD still in Minnesota. He's just outside and what looked like some nice overcast weather how's how's yeah
2: you know know? it's a little it's it's we get more humidity here than what you guys are getting but boy is it just nice to have a nice cool breeze coming off the lake so i think we win again
1: a cool breeze i don't know what that is
2: (laughs) exactly you'll see one in november good luck with that
1: god just awful well it feels like it's been forever since we've done a trade talk tuesday because we had
2: I know at the draft, draft
1: and free agency and uh, you know there's been a lot of news but starting to quiet down so we're bringing it back to Trade Talk Tuesday and we're going to talk about a trade today that I know a lot of Coyotes fans remember um, whether in a good way or a bad mm-hmm. way but that trade is the trade of Keith Yandel. It's going to be the trade today and I just want to start with a personal anecdote before we dive into this one. I had a, not even a poster. One time in the Arizona Republic, there was a, like a full page picture of Keith Yandel with an article underneath. It might've been Craig's, who even knows, Um, that I had taped to my closet door when I was a kid. And I had like a poster of Shane Doan and a picture of the newspaper picture of keith handle taped to my closet door and when he got traded i ripped it off my wall in sadness
2: oh wow
1: there's my little and this by the way i was like blo- like i don't know what year was the trade 2015 i saw i was 2015
2: in New- yeah craig had that same poster in his bedroom too
1: so <laughs> yeah.
2: he, he took us down i knew it after the trade I was, uh i was working for fox sports
0: arizona at the time actually um but yeah i covered that trade and You know what? I look at a handful of trades in Coyote's history as like, like we've talked about Keith Kachuk already and how that was sort of the end of that era. Them admitting that it was going nowhere with that team. That was the same feeling that I got with the Keith Yandel trade. 2014 PD, you remember, was a really painful season to experience as a coach or player and to cover as a media member. It was an awful season. And they're only, you know, you're only a couple years removed from that run to the 2012 Western Conference Final. We kind of knew that it wasn't sustainable because they didn't have the injection of youth. Um, they didn't have a lot of the top end talent. But that trade to me just said, okay, this is all over. It's time for a rebuild. Now they're they're giving up on ever getting back to where they were a couple seasons ago under Dave Tippett. Um, and to watch a. A really, really popular player, a a lightning rod, too, for criticism in Keith Yandel because of the way he played. It was tough to watch him go out the door. I'm sure it was hard on a lot of people inside the organization. I know it was on on Shane Doan, but Petey, your thoughts on that whole deal
2: from the inside. We got to look at it at the time frame again in that season, that 14, 15 season, like you said, like it's full on tank. And this was go back to the draft year. That's the McDavid Eichel draft year. So not only do you you lose Keith Yandel at the trade deadline, and this is by the time you committed to, Hey, we're going to make a run for last. So you lose players like Zemetic McCulloch went to St. Louis Antoine Vermette gets shipped out. Devin Dubnik gets shipped out along with the most, popular player besides Shane Doan of that era and that Keith Yandel. So the timing was to make this franchise better immediately to try to get Connor McDavid or or Jack Eichel. That was the thought process behind it. Not going to make the playoffs sell, sell, sell. And unfortunately lose a player that still had a lot of good years in him. The the Mm -hmm. problem with Keith Yandel at the time Keith is a risk reward player. His offense at that time, high, high end offensive defenseman. Like he was one of the ones that helped OEL become OEL in his early years. Like he ran the power play. He could, he could get the puck up the ice defensively was a liability. And and that continued throughout his career. And you had to manage the good with the bad and and have, make sure you're not getting him in the right matchups, you know, and, and, and he didn't. It wasn't stone for his defending. You just had to take it. You had to take it because his offense was elite. Um, so I think there were some coaches all the way to the end of his career that you struggled with Keith Yandel you love him and you hate him. Like you, you want him on the ice when you're trying to score. And when you're trying to defend boy, get, get him off the ice as quick as you can. So it was one of those tough catch 22s with Keith Yandel. And it was the offense outweighing his defense. And it was a sad day here. I, I think he had a lot of good years left when he did finally leave in 2015, but um, we need to start getting into the tree, Leah.
1: <laughs> the tree's a fun one. Um, and I also just think from the, the fan perspective, you can say whatever you want about his play on the ice. He was just a beloved player here. He has a fantastic personality. Um, and I think people really liked him. And and from what I remember at the time, we're really sad to see him go from that perspective. Um, but yes, let's get into the trade tree. So the trade on March 1st, 2015, the Coyotes traded Keith Yandels, Keith Yandels, <laughs> many Yandles, apparently. Keith Yandel, Chris Summers, and a 2016 fourth round pick for Anthony Duclair, John Moore, a 2015 second round pick, and a 2016 first round pick. We're, which side should we start with? Mm. Was was Chris Summers a big loss? I don't know. Uh, no, he, he was a depth
0: defenseman. Uh, never gonna never gonna amount to anything more than that. Um, but Anthony Duclair clearly was the the prize. You also had a first round pick coming. You didn't know where that was going to be. But Duclair. Duclair, Max told those were the guys that they thought were the keys to the rebuild when they I first came in here. Yeah. And it, I mean they they had good good rookie seasons. So you thought, okay, maybe, maybe this is going to work out. But then, you know, Anthony Duclair had his own set of issues, PD, And I I know you worked alongside a couple of coaches who probably expressed those issues to you very, very uh Thoroughly, um, he, he. I don't. I don't know that Anthony Duclair ever had great hockey sense while he was here. He made a lot of bad decisions. Again, another guy who really wasn't known for his defensive play as well. Had incredible speed. Had some some offensive skills, which he finally realized this past season in Florida. But he was quite an enigma, and I know he was not necessarily popular with the
2: coaches. You know, it's funny because you look at all of the primary pieces of that deal. And Chris Summers was an American League guy, bumped up and down, a little physical a defenseman, got him from the University of Michigan, college kid, pretty good hockey IQ, just was a tweener. Maybe he was a guy that could fill in and eat minutes. And you look at John Moore, who was a guy that just you always thought was going to be more with the, oh, ironic. We thought you were going to get more out of John Moore. Um, you know, he's a first round pick, 21 overall when he got drafted in 2009 by the Blue Jackets. And he just wasn't quite good enough defensively, wasn't quite good enough offensively. I always wanted a little more from him, and there were glimpses. You go, okay, he can can provide some offense, some secondary offense, and he just wasn't it. So the primary pieces, like Craig said, were Yandel and Duclair. Now, when you rebuild, you want those young, talented players, and there was magic in Duclair and Domi at the World Junior Championships for Team Canada. Those two were the guys that sparked the offense. They were fast, high-end skill. You thought you were going to generate that offense with those two. Didn't happen. What happened with Anthony DeClaire? Anthony DeClaire is a one-dimensional player. When he has the puck, he has high-end skill, incredibly fast. Like, point A to point B, he can motor. Like, he is gone speed. And you can see it today. Even in, in Florida, his ability to break away speed to create offense is phenomenal. The problem with Anthony DeClaire is issues came up when he was away from the puck and his ability to read a play and know where to go and play defensive side of the puck. And, and when you're rebuilding, you still got to play defense. And he he just was not able to, to put the two things together here in our Arizona. He had some highlight real goals because he had that ability. He was, when you paired him with Domi, there was some times when they clicked offensively, but their overall game and their ability to put them on the ice because they were such a liability – it just wore out their welcome very quickly. Now when you see Anthony Duclair today in Florida, he doesn't need to be that guy that that provides that defense. And they've got other guys playing with him that can do that. So they just tell Anthony Leclerc, go. Open the door, go. And when you put him in an atmosphere like that, he had a great season in Florida last year because that's all he had to do. Open yeah. the door and you know what Anthony, just go skate. Just go play. You know, he got he had 31 goals last year with the Florida Panthers, you know, your career high in goals because all they had to do was just skate, open the door and skate. So for him, it was great. Yandel goes on and bounces around. And I don't know if he ever had the years that he had here in Arizona. I think his career highs, You know, you look at his career highs in goals Where while he was with the Coyotes, his career highs in points. He did put up some points in Florida a couple years before he was traded, but his career was here. And it's too bad because you'd like to see a player like that go in and out like Shane Doan did. You'd like to see him come in and come out as a Coyote, and it's too bad. I'll hand this one off because where this tree gets interesting and might tilt the way we think about this pick and this trade is where the draft picks turn out.
1: Yes. So yeah.
2: go ahead. Uh, I just had, a, I mean, I
0: was, I was thinking about before we go on the tree, just about what you said about Yandel and listen, that, I mean, the, the, the Rangers were on the cusp of winning a cup and they, they thought he could be the piece that pushed them over. They of course lost that year in the conference finals to Tampa. Um, never got quite that far again. It was sort of the beginning of the end of that Ranger uh, group of players as well. The Derek Stepan, Derek Brassard, Brian McDonough era, of course, Heinrich Glenquist. In goal, they thought he could be a piece that could push him over top, and it never quite happened for him there. But anyway, back back to the tree because it does get really interesting and complicated from here.
1: Yes, before we get into the tree from the Keith Yandle trade, I just want to slightly go into the Anthony Declare tree because there's a tree there, which is that you know he obviously it didn't work out for him here. He was traded to the Blackhawks in 2018 for Richard Panic and. Laurent Dauphin, who is now back, as we know, yeah, signed, know. signed in free agency. So funny how that works out. And then Richard Panic of course, in his two years with Arizona, had 52 points in 110 games. So just a little side tree there. Um, but going back to the main tree, we said that along with DeClaire and Moore came the 2015 second round pick and a 2016 first. Let's do the 2016 first first. And that one got a little bit complicated because that pick ended up getting traded to Detroit as the result of the trade that sent Pavel Datsuk and a first-round pick in 2016, which was the 16th overall pick to Arizona in exchange for Joe Vitale, a compensatory second-round pick in 2016. And this pick and the 16th pick of the 2016 draft was Jacob Chikrin.
2: And this is where the tree gets extremely interesting because if you can... Yeah, I have. When I started reading the tree, I go, Pavel Datsuk, you know, a hell of a pickup if we could have got him in the '80s, but or '90s. Sorry, not the '80s.
1: '80s. <laughs> <laughs> no, I,
2: sorry, dated myself again. In the night, late '90s, we could have picked up Pavel Datsuk, That's a hell of a deal. But uh, to take that contract on, so that you can acquire. Jacob Chikrin in the first round, a player who was much more highly coveted going into their draft. He was high rated going into the draft. There were some injury issues, weren't quite sure where he was going to fall. And then he was there at 16 for the Arizona Coyotes. And now you look at his offensive numbers in his first few years. You recycled Keith Yandel through the ball of yarn posted with pins on the wall to Jacob Chickren.
0: Yeah. And we'll see how that all
2: plays out, right? Because early on, it looked good. And now we've got
0: all the, the issues surrounding Jacob Chikrin. Is he going to remain a Kyrie? Can they mend that relationship? Can he regain his game? So we still can't judge this, this trade fully because we don't know how Jacob Chikrin is going to play out. Does he get traded for somebody? And then they acquire more pieces that we have to look at and reanalyze down the road. It, it's crazy, the, the fingers of this
2: trade. Yeah, but this trade is still, is still splintering off. Uh, Seven years later, and it honestly, it could like if you talk about the the asking price for Jacob right now, whether it's a couple of first and a prospect and a player or any imagination thereof, that's good. This could go four or five years in the future and go, hey, remember how they got player xyz they got them from here to here to here and yeah. that's the guy that put them over the hump in the playoffs back in you know in 2028 20, 29 like it's amazing that keith yandel could bear fruit that many years into the future so you're right this we're gonna make a preemptive decision on win or loss but but this could go we might have to revisit their this when craig and i are on the rocking chairs at the retirement home well i'll
1: be on i was gonna there. make yeah. <laughs> I was going to make that joke, but you got to it before me. Yeah, I got me. to
2: it first. Well, he'll be in a rocking chair, like you said, in a walker in a week. We'd have to wait 10 years.
1: Yeah, very true.
2: <laughs> Craig, I have a quick question before we get back to the trade regarding your surgery that we've talked about many times. What is the recovery time? Is that just an outpatient surgery? Like, you get a new yes. hip and then you leave that day? There, It's
0: possible that they'll keep me overnight if there are any sort of issues, but... The the vast majority of these are outpatient. They walk. You walk out the same day. Well, well, limp yeah, hobble. Yes. You, <laughs> you hobble you, out. Oh, you know, your you wife is good. Can I you imagine his like wife, Piana Walker? I am thinking like for the the live shows that we do that next week. Yeah, I'm thinking of approaching the camera on my walker. I think that's <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's the
1: show.
2: Do you get the tennis balls on the bottom? Piana, there that... Steve Peters, and here and
1: here he comes. Here's you hear that creaking? It's Craig. <laughs> it's Craig. Well, <laughs>
2: show is over. Need, we shows need we need to
1: do like music as you're walking up.
2: <laughs> All right, get DP on that. Sean De needs to guy. get out. Instead of
1: elevator, Craig, it's Walker, Craig, and it's just an animation of Craig slowly moving forward. So on Craig, the
2: do you preemptively get the walker? Like, do you have the walker already? They they supply it for you up okay. there i want to know if you you know the ones with the tennis balls on the front i want to know if you have that if you have the uh, tennis ball
0: it can't even be on rollers it can't be one that rolls because hey (sighs) because
1: you're (laughs) rolling away (laughs) (laughs) we need to get you a life alert next
2: oh (laughs) Oh, no craig i can't wait i can't wait (laughs) for immobile craig morgan can you imagine his poor wife? He we, we, We've seen him on shows when he was fully capable and able going, here, get me some wine. Can you imagine when he's when he's hobbled and he can't move? You've oh, my gosh. His You've kids are in kid trouble. Bell. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be yeah. ringing lovely. The bell's going to be ringing. The kids yep. and your wife, everybody's going to be just waiting on Craig S. Morgan hand and foot.
1: Oh, my God. And we just know that, like, a major deal is going to go down when Craig's under the knife, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: we better be ready because that's the chicken deal he'll be mask on he'll be laying yeah (laughs) they're
1: about to put him under he's like wait (laughs) i gotta call bill armstrong (laughs) oh lord good happen okay anyway rating it back in um (laughs) the other aspect of this deal the 2015 second round pick was traded for picks 76 and 83 in the 2015 draft, which pick 76, Aiden Hill, pick 83. Jo- I said it before and you corrected me. So you say it, Craig. I think it's
2: Jens, isn't it? Jens, Jens Yeah, Luke.
1: Jens, Luke? Luke. yeah.
2: Luke. Jens Luke. Yeah. Luke. Yeah. Yeah. He's another one of those guys that you go, oh, and, and that's what we say about the draft. And they liked them, the player they liked, but Yeah. HK like i unfortunately like you just you, who like and that's I know him because he, he
1: was on the Roadrunners when I worked there
2: but you get these development camps you get all of these names and honestly you're there's very few they're going to come through the doors of the Arizona Coyotes and no matter how much you love them and how much time you put into them that's just the way life is now you've hit on it p now you know why I leave for development camp every year
0: yeah yeah it's <laughs> well, fun and hey we, he,
1: Keith Yandel was a fourth round pick
0: yeah, he's probably their best low round pick in, in the franchise's history,
2: in the Arizona yeah. history. That we need to have that show too, because we got to talk about Connor Garland. That's another guy. Like let's see if we I can mean, come through the have, handful of them.
1: We have the whole thing. Yeah, we got time for we got whatever time? we want to yeah. talk about.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh boy. So yeah. what do you think?
0: Win or loss on this trade? I I can't make a decision yet. I can't,
2: I can't either. And, and I want to I, I, at first blush, I was saying it's a loss because you lose a, f- a franchise defenseman that could have led this franchise in points um, if he were to stay here for the next eight years. Um, but but I, I, I think that the needle on that is changing towards win with the pickup of. Jacob Chikrin and it also propelled you to losing in 2015. Like they did get the second to last record in 2015, which was the point trying yeah. to get Eichel and McDavid, it just didn't turn out exactly yeah. right because you
1: sounds a is little true. too familiar to this yep. season. It does.
2: So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Logan it's an Cooley, even right now.
1: Logan Cooley hopefully pans out better than Dylan Stroh
2: I'll say it's even
0: Dylan Stroh, who's now in Washington
1: interesting yep very
0: interesting
1: yeah i'm gonna say we don't know yet and i agree at first when you see the return it's like oh no this is not a win but i think this one still needs to shake out and i think there is opportunity for it to be a win um more more to come i would say for this one which i guess it's good that it's not an immediate loss
2: yeah, I don't think it's an immediate loss too because you got to look at a team that wasn't going to make the playoffs for years to come. So that asset turned into a guy that could either bear you more fruit with Jacob Chikrin in years to come when they're actually a playoff ready team or worst case you got one of their most offensive defensemen in the history of the franchise with the points he put up last season or two seasons ago now. But um, so at the time I still think and you got to make the deal. They had to make the deal. Are you are going to keep Keith Yandel and going to lose them for free when you are clearly going through a rebuild and you're not going to spend that kind of money on any assets going forward. So you had to lose everybody and everybody went out the door in 2015. And you look at the, the record of that team at the end of that year. Oh boy, it was at a tough year. That was tough, 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 because you lost everybody. So the team was going nowhere. You had to make the move. I, I you did the right thing. And, and on, did the best you could trying to get Claire, re, to Claire restart his career offensively. So I'm going to say just a slight, slight, slight win today, but it could be a huge win in the next three years. Got a question for you guys. I have this
0: desire. I don't know how it would play out that Keith Yandel somehow comes back to the Coyotes in some capacity, but if that doesn't happen, if he's, if he's happy with his life between his, his Florida beachfront house and, <laughs> and going back to Boston does Keith Yandel belong in the Ring of Honor for the Coyotes?
1: Hmm, that's an interesting one. I mean,
0: uh, looking
2: Rowe,
0: at Doc Teppo Newman, Shane Doan. Um, who am I forgetting?
2: I mean, some of the older people, well, I, Thomas Dean Dale Howard, yeah. yep, The old But one. but you got to way back. The the issue here, and you look at the guys in that ring. The only one that really, I mean, Jr. went. I mean, his great years were before. I mean, when he was with the Chicago Blackhawks, those were his great years. His good years were here at Arizona. And then he went on to play a few more after that. This is tough with Keith, because I think if you look at franchise leaders in defense points, he's he's clearly a guy that's there. Like he, He's part of that list. But he had so much of his career elsewhere. I'm not sure. That yeah, is, a- I don't know. Like it's, I mean... To me, still, I think
0: OEL at some point has to be in the ring of honor when when the dust settles. Yeah, I do too. Bad like blood has has settled as well, but Yandel's a tough one for me.
1: Yeah, uh, he wore
0: a letter here. He wasn't a captain. To me, the your captains have your captains have to. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, and I'm like, what are you waving at?
2: That's an audio episode. They don't know what we're doing. We so.
1: were waving at Craig's wife in the background and Craig okay. was confused. But, but with Yandel,
0: he wore a letter. He wasn't a captain. He did some great things for this franchise. He's, he's a tough one. Maybe the maybe the hardest one for me to decide whether he belongs in the ring of honor or not.
2: Yeah. And I look at OEL and OEL to me, I agree with you, Craig. He's in. Like to me, and I don't know how long that will take. It's clearly going to be after his retirement. He's not playing in the league anymore. And, and some... You know, I don't want to say bad blood because that's not the right term. It's just, you got to get some emotional distance from the way things ended for OEL here. He's career leader in literally every single de- offensive defenseman category. Yeah. He has to be there. If you're going to have Teppo Newman in there, you have to have OEL who was a captain. I think you have to have OEL there. And and Yandel to me probably just falls short, not because he didn't provide those things here and he wasn't great and he wasn't a great coyote, I just think he went on to have too many of his good years somewhere else, and he played yeah. eight more years away from Arizona. Um, so I think that was that would be a tough sell, I think for me. But not that he doesn't deserve it. Great guy. One of the if you want to have a Mount Rushmore of the good guys here, he's on it. Um, yeah, but I don't know so if he you, can be in the honor. Yeah, it it's it's tough too because you you factor in the Winnipeg years. But I look at Keith Kachuk. Keith Kachuk had a lot of good years in yep, St. Louis. After, he after. He'd done. Yeah. But I but mean, also a leader in every oh, he's at or near the top of every single offensive category as a forward um, yeah. scored over 50 goals twice. Was it twice while he was here? I mean, he's a 50 goal scorer as a coyote. Like he's he's a guy I still don't understand what his offensive numbers. He's not in a bigger discussion for the Hall of Fame. I just don't understand it. When you <laughs> and see that's the another in episode it, for sure. Yeah. You see the Sedins in the Hall of Fame. Um, Daniel Alfredson just goes into the Hall of Fame. If they're in, Keith Kachuk's in.
1: Yeah, and just looking from stats uh, in his nine-year career with the Coyotes, Keith Yandel had 311 points in 558 games. His car- in his career as total, he has 619 points in 1,109 games. So about half his points came from playing elsewhere. Um, I'm curious what everyone has to say, so let us know in the members-only Discord what you think if Keith Yandel belongs in the Coyotes' ring of honor. You can tweet at us on Twitter at Peach. next Underscore Coyotes. It's an interesting discussion. Um, So we'll see. Again, we have to see how this one plays out. We talked about hopefully the 2022 NHL draft pans out better than the 2015 one for the Coyotes. And Logan Cooley hopefully having more success. Logan Cooley, of course, plays for Minnesota. And I just pulled up the NCAA hockey odds on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which are newly added because I did not see them the last time I checked DraftKings. So, Minnesota has the second best odds to win the NCAA ice hockey championship at plus 650. Michigan has the best odds, plus 350. And I found Arizona State, it's kind of in the middle, but like the top middle of the pack um, with plus 5,000 odds on the DraftKings wow. Sportsbook app. So, not bad.
2: Not bad. Not- I like the Gophers right now that you saw Logan Cooley. I don't know if you saw Matthew Nye's on Twitter. At the Toronto Maple Leafs camp, good grief. Yeah, Yeah, that wouldn't have looked good in an ASU uniform or an Arizona Coyote uniform, but I digress.
0: Uh, If only uh, this arena had come online a little sooner.
2: Yeah, if I could see the college angle at the time, you don't the Oceanside, I'd get it, and and that's a hard sell. But I tell you what, how do you let a hometown Arizona kid tearing it up? I I don't get it.
0: They they tried like hell. They tried like hell to get Maddie Nice to play here. They really did.
1: Well, I think Minnesota is going to be electric next year. So if you want – if you think they could surpass Michigan with the best odds, get your money in now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, You can bet on NCAA hockey futures, NHL futures – World Junior Futures, you can bet on baseball that's happening right now, the All-Star Game, Um, so much you can do on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PHNX, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And uh, I'm really looking forward to our show next Wednesday that Craig can't even drink at and Petey won't even be at, but we will be at Four Peaks on Wednesday, July 27th for our last Wednesdays. Every month, we'll, PHNX will be at Four Peaks, so come on out if you need to take a half day. you There's Wi-Fi. You can do your work from there. Last time, there were people with their laptops doing their work. I did a whole work day from there, so... <laughs> You know, come on down. Say hi. We're the first show at 11 a.m. Um, Four Peaks is amazing. You can grab some chicken fingers, which, by the way, Craig, I have heard nothing but good feedback from everybody who's taking you up on that one. So check it out. You must be 21 or older to drink. You don't have to be 21 or older to come to the Four Peaks brewery, but just to drink and please enjoy Four Peaks responsibly. Any... Other tidbits before we head out: Connor Geeky signed his entry-level contract yesterday.
0: Yeah, he's going to be uh, chatting uh, with local media soon about that. We'll get a sense of his injury as well. The you know the the draft picks. You, you expect all these entry-level deals to get done at some point. It's it's sort of a it's understood that they're going to happen. But I'm I'm more curious about what his timeline is and how he's feeling. So we'll get a chance to talk to him in a little while.
1: And just to clear some things up, is it true that the college players can't sign entry level contracts or can they? Because there was some debate in the Discord about why Geeky signed his, but not cooley yet. I'm
0: trying, I'm trying to remember. I have to go back. I don't want to say something stupid. I don't
2: think they can, but yeah, they, it, they it can't lose the eligibility, eligibility when they yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. when they yeah. sign that deal.
1: Okay. Yes. That's, what, that's what that's what it Strictly like.
2: become a professional hockey player, but you can go back to junior. When you're professional, you cannot play in the NCAA once you sign a pro contract
1: got it and, so and don't, let's look don't forward be to alarmed.
2: yeah but when you see Logan Cooley coming here like I, I I pencil that one in on my calendar the Golden Gophers coming to Tempe oh,
1: we have to go to that game
2: yeah we're there uh, yeah can you and you can you imagine I talked to the the head coach here at Bemidji State who who they played last year in Oceanside and they they I think they come back next year I think they have a they did a couple of year deal with, with the SU. I, I said, th- Oh, ASU comes to Bemidji this year for sure. Mm-hmm. By the way, that will suck. So you go from <laughs> a Tempe to Bemidji. Weather. Yeah. Just a little bit on the shores of Lake Bemidji when the wind is whistling is not fun. But the coach here said that, that campus is going to, they're going to have such a, I don't know. He didn't want to say easy. I, he just said they're, the recruiting is going to be slam dunk. He said, they're, they're going to be competitive because of the facility, the coaching, the location, the campus, the weather. He said, that, that just wait. He said, just wait. He said, because that team's going to be successful. And we saw it before, Craig. They were a team that's been in the NCAA tournament Add the new rink. And that, he said, they're having a hard time. Kids want to go to the portals because they want to go to ASU. And yeah. Sillinger left here. Um, you know, Mike Sillinger's son left Bemidji State, and he jumped in the portal. and He's going to ASU next year. and And he, he said, "Just wait. This is going to be a perennial team that makes the NCAA tournament." He's really excited about ASU and what they're doing. Um, he's jealous, of course, as we said on the lake talking about it. But, but there, there, markets like this. But when I say this, I mean Bemidji State. They're going to have a hard time competing with schools like ASU. Once ASU gets that building up and running, I'm telling you that that program is going to take off. And I'm curious if ASU
0: is going to opt to remain independent because they can draw teams here all the time. They can play the schedule that they want. The only thing, the only time I think it hurts them is the postseason tournament, you know, where you can get those games in. Yeah, What's that?
2: Well, you get the automatic bid, too. If you're in a division and you win the division or you win the playoffs, you're in. But You're right, Craig. Like you look at it and you liken it to football and you look at Notre Dame and you have the ability at Notre Dame football as an independent to play all of the best schools every year. And you can kind of guide your own future. Like if ASU stays independent, I don't I don't know what ASU's plan is as far as a league or or I know it's been something they've been trying to get into a league um, for a conference for years, and they still may soon. But if they stay independent, it allows you to play teams like Minnesota, North Dakota, Boston, Boston U. You can still play Harvard. you can still play teams from every division, build your own schedule. And if you do well against those teams, you're in. And but, the other part of that is when you travel to all those markets, you get exposure yeah.
0: for your program in a lot more markets, so it helps your recruiting instead of just being in the same footprint all the time. So it's an interesting debate for them, uh, and I know that debate is still ongoing within the program.
2: So, Craig, you have connections with the ASU program and a friend of the show, Greg Powers, has been on. We've got, I don't know what month are we in, July? I think it's July. (laughs) So we got a ways to go. The the building is getting close, from what I understand. Do you think you can pull some strings sometime between now and September 1st, before NHL training camp? So it gives us two, two and a half months. If we could do a show inside that building? Before there's you mean, ice, you mean once I'm off my walker? Yes, because you won't be able to get in the elevator. But well, we'll do a Greg Power show live from the building, and we could talk about these things. We talk about the league. We can talk about his new recruits. We can talk about their schedule. Sure, I'm sure they would do it. We, you know, what
0: we we need PD cam too, like your mobile cam moving around, showing all the spaces. I know.
2: Yeah, I'm in mean, because I just did it. Put around a the GoPro.
1: House just put a GoPro. Well, put on, a
2: GoPro PD. on PD. That would be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I don't like to sit still. the ice. Yeah, I'm yeah. in. Yeah.
1: You didn't never sit still. I don't like
2: to sit still. And I walked around the house here a couple of times during the show. Cause I just, I don't want to sit still. So yeah, let's, <laughs> let's see if we can do that. Cause those are, those are serious questions we come into two programs this year, the Arizona Coyotes and the, they're both playing in that building. So it, it I think it's something Craig, play, work your magic, Craig.
1: All right. Well, stay tuned. And this is what's so great about PHNX. Cause we don't just cover the Coyotes here but we also cover Arizona State. So if you haven't checked out the Sun Devils podcast, check that out. PHNX covers all of the sports all days of the year. So it doesn't matter if it's season or off season. Um, so check out gophnx.com. Not, you'll find not just Craig's great writing, but the amazing writing of all of the talented writers at PHNX. You can get Suns coverage, D-backs coverage. Um, the D-backs just made a splash in the draft. So Lots of, lots of great stuff on gophnx.com, become a member, join the family, join the members only discord, check out the PHNX locker, get a shirt from the locker when you sign up for an annual membership or just try your first month 50 cents. If you want to do month to month, that's all from us today. We'll be back live tomorrow at 11 AM on the PHNX sports YouTube channel with Catherine Silverman talking the goaltending carousel and goalies really excited about that conversation And then (laughs) Thursday, we'll pencil it in. And then on Thursday, we're going to be talking to the Puckpedia founder, Hart Levine, on an audio episode. And then Friday, our burger taste test. So, you know, just covering all the bases here, all the topics you can possibly think of. We've got them. So make sure you follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms. Follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes like and subscribe, and leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. It's extremely helpful to us, and uh, we'll see everybody again live tomorrow, and enjoy the rest of your Tuesday.